To the Cocky Cockpit Podcast, where you'll never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. I'm your host from the outpost, David Frischkorn, and joining me as always, my co-host and co-pilot, Cole Egbert. Utini, indeed. But Cole, this time we have a very special guest. He who is more metal than man, he than James. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for Thanks joining for having us. Me on. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much. Uh, I mean, you posted a couple couple videos yourself about the Last Jedi, I did. which we are going to be getting deep into with this topic. Yeah, I mean, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, okay, so the channel's called Heathen James. Uh, it's based. I just started really putting in the uh, effort to it this year, starting. Uh, I guess when did I put out this video? It's December then for the Last Jedi, um, and that kind of put me into a realm of taking it more seriously. But yeah, so you can find me on YouTube at uh, youtube.com slash heathenjames. I'm on Twitter, uh, same handle, and on Facebook as well. Yeah, he's got some really, really good thoughts and uh, that he would like to share that he's already shared on his YouTube channel. And, uh, yes. You know, we after after hearing his thoughts and stuff, I was like, we need to get this guy on. We need to... Uh, <laughs> We need to uh, get 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 him in front of more viewership, and then he blows the fuck up, and he's sure, yeah, he's blowing our viewership out of the water. But <laughs> you know, I guess it goes both ways, much I like think, da- think, Daisy Ridley. Is that is that what we decided? Does she go both ways? I don't I think so. Doubt it. No. I mean, I don't think they roll that way for him. Yeah, they probably don't. But she is in Hollywood, so maybe. All right. Well, guys, I mean, thank you so much for sticking through us through that dry spell of the uh, the big holiday drought that every podcast fucking goes through. Um, but <laughs> since that time, we have yet to talk about The Last Jedi. Yeah. The Last if Jedi. it had been the last one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. So as you guys can tell, uh, we got some... Uh, I, I want to even call you Debbie Downers because you guys are... Uh, I hate to admit it, but you guys are pretty right about this film. This movie was terrible. Uh, yeah, but let's go ahead and talk Last Jedi, guys. Who wants to start? Well, I generally find I end up starting these things anyway. So let's just let's just dive right in with the Last Jedi. So Jim, you said this movie was terrible. I mean, yeah, I would go I would go a step further. Oh yeah, and to say like in addition to being a terrible movie, mm-hmm. it, to me. This is actually bordered on ruining the franchise. Like it's definitely it, tainted it for sure. And 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 we you know guys, we were talking we were talking a little bit earlier before we got on camera. Yeah. And something that I said then, which I'll repeat now, is that I quit still break, quit breaking the fourth wall. <laughs> I still like episode eight more than I liked seven. Agreed. I even like I mean I like both of them more than I liked one or two. But sure, yeah, I agree with that. But I have never been quite as angry at about a Star Wars movie as I am about this one because yeah, even though I think it's a better movie than Seven One and Two, Seven One and Two did not ruin my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, I said in my did video too. I, I I don't agree with the the concept of ruining my childhood because th- those movies are still there. They're evergreen. Sure. Nothing can can touch that experience that I had as a kid, and the expectations though. That that set that is what was really blown out of the water. Unfortunately, did, did Ryan Johnson rape your childhood? No, he didn't rape my childhood. <laughs> he 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 made a bad movie, and Disney had a hand in that. And I I guess now I'm more trying to to suss out which one had more of a hand in ruining this film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the track record wasn't super great with Episode Seven. I mean, no. they Episode Seven we we've we've sort of everybody you know at this point it's two years old. 
everybody's sort of heard what I'm about to say, which is that episode seven is a rehash of four. Right. They did a couple of new things. They Wait. did a couple of things that were kind of interesting. Who said this? At the entire internet. Oh. All of the all of the interwebs. All These... of all of the, the peoples. Is yeah. that is that on the Googles? It's, yeah, yeah. It's all okay. out there somewhere. You can find it. Alright, I'll I'll take it's a look. A, it's a series of tubes, okay? <laughs> and it's in the tubes. Oh, is that one the of thing... those tubes that is, opinion lies? Is that the thing made by Al Gore? Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. I gotcha. Right. So so and he, and here's really the thing though, is like when it, when we're talking episode seven, episode seven was sort of it was a rehash of four. Everybody agrees on this. And in my opinion, n none of the characters were particularly interesting. I mean, Kylo right. is sort of a letdown as a villain because we're used to the likes of Vader. And, yeah. and even some of the, I mean, even like Darth Maul was cool. Yeah, absolutely. Count Dooku was kind of cool. I mean, yeah. Christopher Lee, like yep. even when you get into the original trilogy, like we still had some pretty cool villains. But yeah. like you get to these new ones, man, and you had Snoke, who was like the, the freaking one pump chump of, of uh, <laughs> Star Wars villains. And then you got I mean, Kylo, who's just this whiny girl. Yeah. And uh, and somehow he's the only interesting character. Yeah. At the same time, like how how can yeah I don't I don't even and know even how then, we got there barely. I mean, you call him a one one pump chump, and he looks like Hugh Hefner. So yeah, I mean, it's accurate. There might be some sort of subversive subtext there that we're not <laughs> we're not understanding. I'm sure there's no subtext. I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure <laughs> it's that, all on the surface. I'm sure that 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 Ryan Johnson is not nearly as nuanced as he thinks. He is. Right now, they they but, he tried. He tried super hard, yeah. but he again. And I'm not saying I'm not saying that like. I'm not saying Ryan Johnson is not is necessarily a bad director. I would I'm say just that saying he is. that based on this movie, he's a bad director. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, going back to, to to that, he I don't I didn't like any of his movies. I thought Looper was a a sci-fi channel movie at best, and I thought Brick was indie bait. Oh, great. Uh, and I don't know what qualified him to be handed a franchise as big as Star Wars. I mean, the only thing that qualified J.J. was the new Star Trek movie. Well, that's exactly it. He made a Star Wars movie within another property. And, and which, which film was it that they had picked uh, Colin Trevorrow for? Colin Trevorrow was He was supposed to be number nine. Nine, yeah. He, he was, was supposed, supposed to be yeah, nine. I thought he was supposed to be nine. What did he do? Like, where did he come from? <sighs> he I mean, made Jurassic things. World? Yeah, he's on... Oh, Jurassic World, the really... I didn't like that movie either. It was okay. I mean, it was fine. This, yeah. this next one doesn't look any good. Certainly... <laughs> I, I'm and also like and you guys might hate me for this. I also really hate Chris Pine. That's part oh, of see, I, I like Chris Pine because I, I love Arrest or um uh fucking uh shit um oh well, my god Ron Swanson is the only good character. That's yes. in Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. Yeah, Ron Swanson is me, and yeah. then Ron the Swanson characters amazing. suck. Um, I kind of like April actually. <laughs> yeah, that's not that's I not like all. all of them for different reasons. All in all, but this is not a Parks and Rec channel. No, um, this is Star Wars channel, and it's just. I don't know. I mean, there's this sort of weird desire, it seems, on Disney's part to bring in all of this new blood and new energy and all that. Mm -hmm. It's like, why don't you just hire Spielberg? He's the, one of the greatest film directors that has ever lived. Why not just hire him or anybody else with a resume? Well, and I think that's what, they, what they're seeing with, you know, this is a bit of a tangent from um, Last Jedi, but what we're seeing with the Han Solo movie, why they brought in someone like Ron Howard to direct the film, um... They should have gone with more of a prolific director. And I think, though, that Lu George Lucas has set this weird expectation for other people that we have to get nobodies in every seat. You know, we have to have this this pseudo up and coming director or the pseudo up and coming writer and producer instead of just the actors. I, I think they they delved too deeply 
And uh, they found their own Balrog with the uh, <laughs> with the, the ire of Star Wars fans. Oh, absolutely. Ah, Lord of the Rings. Yes. <laughs> Yes, yes, that is that is where that reference. We just came when from. we meted the hell out of that. We went from Jurassic World to Star Wars to Star Trek, and then Lord of the Rings. I mean, you can say that. We got a brief stop at Parks and Rec. Oh yeah, we stopped at Parks and Rec. If you want to talk about a shift in tone, um, <laughs> then there, then there you go. I mean, yeah. So, so Disney, they seem to have this sort of weird fascination with bringing in all these new people mm-hmm. instead of just. I mean, and there were so many opportunities. Do you guys remember back when Disney first bought Lucasfilm, like in 2013 2015. or twenty fourteen? Ah, the good old and, days. And they, oh yeah, thirteen. Well, and uh, yeah. and the initially the the new trilogy was going to be directed by Joss Whedon. Yeah. But his name was thrown around. Yeah. yeah. Why Why didn't that happen? Yeah, he does ensemble casts much better. Um, he does ensemble casts better than anyone. Yeah, yeah. Joss Whedon, I don't think there's anything Joss Whedon has made that I've seen that I didn't like. That's I mean, a good I liked point. Dollhouse. I liked Angel. I liked Buffy. I liked... Firefly, of course. Firefly was amazing. Yeah. How did I forget Firefly? Yeah. Oh, you just head. jizzed. Yeah. I mean, there's so many good... I mean, everything Joss Whedon's done is like is Nerdvana. Yeah. So why 100%. why not bring the most famous director in nerddom in to direct the most famous silly, uh, trilogy mm-hmm. or the most famous series in nerddom? Like, yeah. Why why not do something like that? Instead, you're bringing in people like JJ, who, like, if, you know, and and we can go back and forth. You're clear. You're much more of a Star Trek guy than I am. I mean, I've sure, not probably. seen a lot. Okay. I've seen uh, the first two of of the new movies. Okay. Um and. I thought that the the thing that really stood out the most about JJ is that he uses a crap ton of lens flare. Absolutely, like that is his only defining. Yeah, he's a visual director. Yeah, so so and Star Wars is not a vis- visual movie. Star Wars is the hero's journey. Star right. Wars is mm-hmm. is calling on a lot of really old literary traditions that, mm-hmm. to be fair, a lot of people aren't aware of. But when you when you just kind of go and wantonly like strip out the foundation of the series, yeah. you shouldn't expect it to look the same as yeah and, and I think you can do you can I think absolutely Star Wars is known for its visual element I mean it, it sure. what oh. it did in the 70s the uh, reason it was so famous when the first movie hit was right. because of the scene with the Star Destroyer nobody had seen yeah. effects like what was in episode 4 absolutely and so there's certainly that legacy yeah you, you have that to build on and I think though that a lot of people confuse that with good narrative right. and that's and, and it and, but it and it you make a good point there, and if I might, I think I think what people miss is that like yeah, Star Wars is a really visual movie. It's all it's a, it, a lot of it's about the visuals, and a lot of it is, is about the sound, mm-hmm. and those are the things that allowed the film to make its name. But it's those are not the things that have caused it to be the most beloved franchise. Oh, absolutely, in the history of pop sure. culture. But it, it's 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 aping like you said the hero's journey. It's aping a, a timeless uh, archetype for these heroic. Uh, depictions of people, and if you are not executing that correctly, you end up with crap like The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. Agreed. So. And and honestly, I wanted I wanted to like Episode Eight so much. I wanted so badly to like it. Yes, yeah, so we should. Yeah, go down the yeah, table. I was I was gonna just kind of just jump into there. I was gonna say. So you guys are saying you don't like The Last Jedi. Let's uh let's kind of go through some of the things that you didn't like, so we have a little bit of context as to. Yeah. Well, just because the list is a lot shorter, why don't we talk about some of the things we did like? Yeah, we should start with that first. That's a shorter list. (laughs) (laughs) So I know that of the three of us, Dave, you definitely see the film the most favorably. Yes, I have have the most positive spin when it comes to opinions on this film. My favorite character going into the last film was Finn. And as I think we can all agree, Finn is a downside to this film. However, I think Poe Dameron 
really stole the show when it comes to the three main characters in this time. Sure. Of them, he, he is the most interesting. He, he certainly got the most screen time. Yeah. Right. I will give him, I'll give him that. And I definitely think, I mean, and this is not much, it's, it's not saying much about the character, but Poe is certainly more interesting than Finn, than mm-hmm. Rose, than mm-hmm. Holda, whatever her name was, pink hair lady. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's more interesting than pretty much everybody except Kylo and like by association, maybe Ray. By Ray, because she's like, the, like, the like, carrier. Like Ray, yeah, Ray is only interesting because she has chemistry with Kylo. Right. Right. And so, so I give you those two, but then Poe's definitely next. But that's probably because he's the only character that's received any kind of character development other than Kylo. True. <laughs> so you liked Finn going into this movie. No, yeah, yeah. Finn was my favorite going from The Force Awakens okay. and then going into this film, they completely ruined him. I want to say ruined him, but he, he has nothing for his character. Even even in my predictions going into episode nine, he's the only character I could go, well, maybe he makes a family. I, yeah. You know, <laughs> well, like, what do they do with him at the... Right. I don't... I don't know. He right. just he just continues to be awkward and crack weird jokes like that's yeah. I mean and and, here, and this is something I, I actually don't get Dave which is like I didn't like Finn at all in episode seven and yeah. I know you I know he was like your favorite character in, I think it's because he's the comic relief I'm I always gravitate toward the comic relief of the films and he had some really good moments in this like uh, <laughs> I love how I love how just like whenever he originally wakes up and he's just like walking in the fucking water space suit like mm. i thought that was funny was i didn't funny. think it, it was funny but that's not really do much for that's it. All, also whatever happened to back the tanks yeah apparently we now used, we just put them around yeah people. we used to have this tank full of miracle blue liquid that fixes everything yeah. and now we use a weird water suit for comic relief like like that's yeah. th- this actually gets at a big issue that i had with episode eight which is that episode eight just gave no regard whatsoever to the continuity yeah absolutely mm-hmm. and something i don't even know if we touched on this earlier um but have, did any of you guys notice that from the beginning of episode seven to the end of episode eight is literally like five days of time? Yeah, it's yes. not very long. Yeah. Seriously. And like, yet they, they sort of narratively try to convince you that some greater amount of time has passed. Yeah, which is which doesn't make any it sense. It doesn't make any it sense. It doesn't make no. any sense. It it's like track. on one hand, the op- the opening crawl tells us that the that the first order spent the last bit of time taking over the galaxy, mm-hmm. and then we start, and it's like, okay, cool, cool. And my expectation going in with that crawl was, okay, when we do cut to Luke and Ray, yeah. it's going to be a bit of time after they first met. Right. And then, no, it cuts right to the moment where they met, and and so so how do we square that? I mean, yeah. so, liter- I mean literally, the first film took place over about two days of screen time, mm-hmm. as did this one. Yeah. So... How how are we supposed to be invested in this, these characters when we've experienced three days of their lives? Well, they just expect you not to think about it. I mean, that's really what these movies come down to. Right. They really they expect you not to think about the movie and just watch the lightsabers. Right. And the Disney expects us to do the Marvel dance where we they, go in exactly. and we get overwhelmed by nostalgia and we ooh and ah and we don't think about it. Right. But unfortunately, it's Thor the Dark World all over again. They just want you to look at look at the cool alien designs. Look at some of these cool sets. Don't don't think about the narrative. Don't 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 all think right, about well, the story. Right. That's, this that's is supposed dangerous. to be a positive spin. Let me hear something oh, right, from you. Right. Right. Good stuff. So. Um, and and it's so unfortunate because most of the things that I liked about this movie something good oh this is super unfortunate <laughs> I'm telling you listen and, and I'm giving I'm throwing out this caveat because and I'm going to tell you what I liked about the movie because it's literally one thing okay it's literally one thing and 
Drumroll, please. It's really sad to me because these th this this thing that I liked also factored so heavily into why I didn't like the movie. The thing <laughs> that I liked about it, I like the relationship or the chemistry or whatever it is between Ray and Kylo, right? I kind of hinted at that when yep. I said I think Kylo is really the only interesting character and then Ray is interesting Their dynamic because, is, yeah. because of her dynamic with him. Right. All of the scenes where they connected through the Force via Snoke or however that really happened. Mm -hmm. Like those to me, th those were really good scenes. Sure. Like those were, those were great little moments. There were, we, we actually, and it might've just been because we were so starved for character development that that little bit of it felt like a feast. Yeah, it did. It really felt like, Oh, Hey, we've got some, we've got some movement in the film. Now. I was, I, I sort of like came back for a second. I was like, wait, did, did those characters just change? Right. <laughs> are, are you telling me that we have dynamic yeah. stuff going on here? And then yeah. immediately they ruined it. And then they stopped. They ruined it immediately. But no, like to me, the, moment where obviously we all love we all love this moment if you don't spoiler alert like i'm not ruining this for you well this whole thing should you be a spoiler you should have seen it by now yeah you should have seen it snoke gets cut in half shame on you yeah by by you Kylo using this. his little sneaky sneaky trick right right and then you get that really cool shot where like as he falls in half ray catches the lightsaber right. and she stands up and the the skywalker music is playing and they're just looking at each other and like you get that moment where you just know they're about to kick some ass like that was cool that moment where kylo and ray team up might be one of my favorite movies in all of star wars yeah not just in episode eight that's but big. to me, that's really the redeeming. Uh, that's that's the film's redeeming quality. There's yeah. that great scene. You had the build up through those little moments where they were connecting. But aside from that, I could have left the rest of the movie. Yeah, I agree just, with you. Just make me just make me the movie that is mostly about Kylo and Rey kind of figuring shit out, and like eventually you end with and you end with that cliffhanger mm -hmm. when when Snoke dies. That's that's the episode eight I wanted to see. Yeah, and I don't I, need I that Canto bite garbage. I don't need all of this rebellion. You know, and I'm sure we'll get now. I don't need all of this nonsense. Like, just, just, just trim it down. Just give me an. For once, get rid of do the something bush. a little different. Like, yeah. give me instead of giving me like just a rehash of both of the previous trilogies where it's a war between good and evil. Yeah. Make it a little more personal. Give me a give me a trilogy that is just about Kylo Ray and a few other characters and what happens to them. Yeah, and it's not like there's it hasn't been any pretext for this before. We've had great Star Wars stories where you have a, this big swath of gray area that you can develop characters in. I mean, I always cite the Old Republic as uh, one of the prime examples of how I wish modern Star Wars was. <laughs> you know, you have. You have the good and evil, but it, it's it's not as it's uh, much more shades of gray. Right, it's not as as you know blue or red as it is in these new movies. Uh, and well, I agree with you though. Uh, that, that was uh, a great movie. You said it. <laughs> that was a great moment in the in the new movie. Um, and uh, also, while we're sort of on the topic of Old Republic, I mean, this sort of gets it where where this movie really hurt my, you know broke my expectations. I guess is mm. that. And, and if you guys will go back to uh, the, the, the predictions video that we did right before we went to see it, um, one of my big ones was, and, and this is really the direction I thought that they were going to go. I thought that by, when they were talking about The Last Jedi, that what they meant was Luke had basically realized that the light side and the dark side are the same, and that true balance in the Force would mean mastering both without losing your self control. Sure, sure. Right. Same basically, thing. basically, I thought that Gray was gonna uh, that, that Ray was gonna become like the first Gray Force user. Okay. Right. Not evil. Not good. Just balance. Right. Yeah. And I thought that would have been a really interesting direction. Would have been neat. It would have been super cool to do something different, but instead we've just ended up in this place where it's just the the bad guys and the good guys and. We're all fighting. Mm -hmm. See, Cole, but in order for that to happen, you ha you just have to let go. Just let go, Cole. <laughs> but this you is have the, to let dude, go. But Star Wars, are the, they're the ones. The, Disney, they're the ones. Kill that it are if you have to. Go, man. Oh. You gotta like listen. You gotta. I, and I and and here's the funny thing. And I think I think 
you know, I've thought about this. I think some people also have that what Kylo is saying there really is the theme of the movie. Like that's what they're what, oh, they're, sure. what they're trying to get at. It's so on the nose. Or what Johnson like... is trying to do. It's being vocalized by Kylo. It's so on the nose that you almost yeah. don't think that it's yeah. really the point. Yeah. But it is the point. But that's subversive, right? Yeah. Like, well, we can't get that. It's, it's too uh, below the uh, radar for us to understand. Uh, no, it's 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 uh, it's super confusing. And yeah. and real quick before I kind of pass it off and get off my soapbox here. I also just want to throw out, where did the First Order get all their money? How the hell are they... I'm sure there's some stupid book. How the hell are they affording all of this Yeah, I'm sure there's some book or some comic book or something out there that is not fair to the fan base to explain this crap away. So are we questioning why, how they afforded a planet-sized super destruction weapon that can destroy five planets at once? Right, right. It's that, we've been down that road. (laughs) Why we hate Starkiller Base, one of our first videos, check it out. Um... Actually, no, I'm more referring to, like, they they just have this wantonly large amount of resources. Oh, it seems interesting. Like, so Snoke's, Snoke's ship, the Supremacy, according to Wikipedia, the, the, its wingspan is 60 miles. Good lord. Which visually makes sense. Because ah, the, uh, the, resurgent, the bald eagle. The resurgent Star Destroyers are, I think, uh, like, the, the, the original Imperial class Star Destroyers were, like, exactly a mile long. 1,600 yeah. meters, according to the wiki and all this that was published, like, the incredible cross-sections, right? We know that those were about... A mile long. Okay. Right? And then if you look right. at and I if am. you look at the superstar destroyer, Vader's executor, mm-hmm. right, which they said it was about eight times bigger. Right. Right. And it and visually that that looks right. Now I didn't realize we had pa- uh, Pablo Hidalgo on the show right now. Pablo Hidalgo. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 visually it makes sense that the wingspan of the, the supremacy is sixty miles. But the right. real, but the question that I then have is why? 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 Why build? You know, to, right. to to quote General Hux, what is the point of all this? Yeah, like they don't need <laughs> yeah. that much technology. Like they have, such, they really don't. They have such technological overkill, and and honestly, like the fact that when they discovered the transports fleeing to crate, the fact that that ship, the Supremacy, mm-hmm. and all of its little destroyers, yeah. the fact that that their, that whole fleet couldn't manage to destroy a bunch of puny transports before holding. Oh, we'll, we'll get to that. Nonsense. Absolutely. Yeah. I, that, I mean, that's one of the main. Big, big problems of the film is nothing makes sense. Episode right, 8 Tim. is just plot holes the movie. What did you like about the film? So I agree that I did like that uh, lightsaber fight. I thought that was really cool. However, it's cool visually. But when you think about it, again, it just goes back to the problems with Rey. Um, how is she able to just dispatch the most elite guard of uh, Snoke with such ease? Well, she already beat um, her fighting partner's ass. Right. So I should have expected, of course, she can just destroy everyone. But uh, I agree visually. I was, was honestly that, that expecting was really her. Cool. I was honestly expecting her to just run it, walk into the throne room, and just like just sit down. Snow. Yeah, just get off my seat. Like yeah. just tell them to get up and then yeah. middle moves. fingers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another part of the movie I liked uh, was I liked the locations. I liked yeah, the set that. pieces. I liked Octo, of course. I liked uh, Crate. That was cool visually. I just, cool. But again, then if as soon as you start thinking about it, okay, so this is our Hoth, and so this is our Dagobah. It's, it's really, uh, it's too on the nose for it to be... Uh, interesting to me. Well, the other, the, the other too many, uh, 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 what would you call it? Too many lines drawn to the the previous movies. Yeah, I didn't see, like that. See, to me, I mean, my big my issue with Crate was the planet was they they really went out of their way to establish that it was made out of salt. Yeah, and they like, really did. To any of us that took even one mm-hmm. physics class 
in yeah. high school or college would understand that a planet made out of salt cannot yeah. support an atmosphere. No, that would be interesting. Like, they would have all choked to death yeah. just the second they stepped out of their ships. Oh, but but they have foxes who eat the crystals. Right. They, 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 have, the they, crystal. have, they have magic crystal foxes <laughs> that, like, survive off of the planet that is 100% salt. Right, right. And somehow they metabolize this salt and they are... <laughs> yeah, right. It's dumb. It's I dumb. Mean, and can we, can we, I mean, while we're on the topic of the crystal foxes, can we talk about the fact that the only reason porgs exist is to sell stuffed animals? Well, sure. And the same thing with the foxes. They're there to be, look at this neat, quote-unquote, creature that we made. Yeah. Team Porg or Vulpix. Or Vulpix. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty accurate. Like, so, uh, it sounds Alolan it, Vulpix. Oh, God. Yeah, it sounds yeah. just like fucking Vulpix. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's the name of them. It's like Vulpix or Vulp. It's so fucking close. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It is, it is something with a, yeah. It's so fucking close. Horror. Well, you know what, Dave? Here's here's the thing. I mean, we, we, we've established there's, like, one thing that I like about this movie. There's, like, a thing and a half that Jim likes. Yeah. What do you like about this movie? Aside from what we just mentioned. Right. Um, I, I do like um, the pulls from the light side to the dark side with Ray. Um, you know, how she just immediately goes to the dark side. Um, you know, not really knowing what she wants or not really knowing what it is. No, but would have been knowing much better if she had turned evil, that would have been, it would have been actual foreshadowing, but like be for her now. just immediately wanting what it was giving her, right? Like it was going to give her some sort of satisfaction and she immediately went for yeah, it. I think, I think that's a good, yeah. Um, you know, even, even in the sense of like, you know, completely disregarding everything Luke said and, and going and having her dig about cave moment of her snapping, which I thought that was fucking weird. That was really dumb. Um, you know, not not to mention how fucking stupid her, her, her parent reveal was and how an absolute fucking waste of time. Every goddamn fan. See, now notice the the trend of what's going on here. Every time we mention this thing that we like, it starts with this kind of like, oh, okay, and then it immediately nosedives. Well, Jim, this is what I was saying. Into all the horrible (laughs) shit. If you remember, remember, before I started mine, Dave was making fun of me, but I threw out the caveat that even though this is the one thing that I like, it also bears on the things I dislike. Right, exactly. And that's the trouble with this movie, is it's really hard to find something you like that isn't part of why the movie sucks. Right, exactly. And like... I talked about this a lot at dinner was the fact that I like, I say I like the film, but I think it's just, you're holding on. Yeah, I do feel probably like just I let go, it. Dave. <laughs> let it die. Just let it die. Um, Listen, here's what, here's, 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 here's how this is going to go. Like, so. I feel like it is a decent Star Wars film. It is not my favorite Star Wars film. I, do Certainly I think not. this is a good Star Wars story? You know, it's not the worst. Uh, I mean, you know, yeah, I've read worse. By but... my own, I mean, by my own metric that I gave, it's it's sort of middle of the pack. Mm. It's to me, like, and like I said, the thing I, I don't, I don't, I don't hate episode one, two, or seven, even though I consider them worse movies than eight. I hate episode eight, and it's because of what the movie's done. Um, yeah. And, and honestly, I mean, I, I'm, at, I'm at the point now, Dave, where I think, like, we at this point, we just pack it in. Um, cocky Cockpit becomes about... Uh, Hold it up. Cocky, cocky Cockpit, instead of Star Wars, we'll just talk about Rick and Morty. I mean, you know, there's there's like, there's a couple ways we could go, man. It's, we don't have to stick with this. <laughs> Get um, the life preservers. No, I, I do, I do think it was a good uh, story of light versus dark. I do think they took the easy route out of it. I am very surprised at some of the decisions they made, such as killing Snoke, such as uh, Luke dying and not Leia. I mean, but that's that's kind of breaking the fourth wall of like knowing that her actors passed on. Um, well, I, 
99.9% of everybody that went and saw it knew that, man. Right. Like, they, they but, that movie was... The, this, the, the moment right before they leave the cruiser where Holda says to, to, to Leia, like, may the force be with you always, like, full of, like, all this... Oh, no, no, no. Oh, I've yeah, said yeah, it enough. Meaning. You go ahead. This is your moment. Like... Yeah. I As stupid as the the scene of Princess Leia doing her Mary Poppins moment flying through space, mm-hmm. how dumb it looks. I saw this great silly And how, like, unrealistic you can't... Even in Star Wars, you can't go, is that possible? And, like, granted, I know, like, this shit's happened before, Somehow you know, with Kanan and with Plo yeah. Koon. I know all of this shit's happened before, but... Yeah. I, I do think it was kind of cool um, the the connections of, you know of her using the force and her connecting with Luke and I, I thought that was cool you know a lot of people you know, I think I think uh, Jim you said you don't like the the direction they're going with the force and I agree with you to I a don't. point but I I like the idea of seeing new force abilities I think the force I'm with you there. I think the force can be more than just a simple force pull or force push. Sure. And, uh, yeah, I, it's how it's it's how it's done. Though. Here's the thing: like in the first, in the original trilogy, they got they kind of they kind of had a good mix, right? Where in the original trilogy, the force essentially was just telekinesis, like it was just right. moving stuff with your mind. Yeah. Right. There was not too much crazy to it. I mean, there was that little bit of telepathy of like, oh, I sense a presence and all this. Or yeah, mind controlling. But it was, but it was, you know, it was sort of vague. It was sort of mystical, and that was the point. Sure. Right. And then in episode one, they just made it science. They made it telekinesis. Telekinesis. This, I think, is going in the right direction by trying to take it back to the mystical and away from science. But the problem is that all the weird shit, like they they had an opportunity to to rethink the force and introduce it as some in in a new way. But what we got instead, I mean, what we just got was you can sort of just wave your hands around and the Force does whatever you need it to. Right. And I think, too, why, if it's not broken, why try to fix it? it? It worked well as a visual element that wasn't a visual element in the original trilogy. Then the prequels come along and made it more of a thing. You saw more special effects, more CGI with you in regards to the Force. And in this movie, and I'm, I'm 100% okay with new Force powers and stuff like that. I would love to see a standalone, like, Force Awakens movie and just blow shit up the whole time. That's fine. It's, if you don't convince me from a narrative perspective, from a plot perspective, perspective uh, how this works or why this character can do this it falls apart when leia suddenly d- does that mm-hmm. we then have to immediately go back into our heads invent ways and reasons that she is able to do that stuff uh, same thing you know i said this about ray all the time uh with leia we know luke trained her in some fashion you have that power too he tells her in uh, return of the jedi we can infer that there was some sort of exchange of ideas there but but it would have problem, been nice to have seen her using the force in a way that yeah, we're familiar with exactly when she shows up down there in the force awakens and she just walks out of the why she could have done I mean, something quite like, quite literally with the exception of that brief moment at the end of episode five where Luke calls out to Leia and, like, she hears him and they go save him. Right, why can't she do that in The Force Awakens? But, but, like, aside from that, that is the first time we ever saw Leia use the Force. Right. And she uses it to 
somehow not explode in space and then pull herself yes. into a starship after she was just exposed to a fiery explosion that didn't damage her. The explosion itself was... The explosion, I mean, the explosion would have ruptured all of her internal organs. I mean, there was... And can we, no... I mean, just, we can have a moment for Admiral Akbar there. Oh, yes. good luck. Killing him off screen like that? That is oh, not so only, disrespectful. What it, the fuck? It's so disrespectful, and it's just cold. I mean, that I mean, is... It's like we know the actor died, but... That was the narrative... That was the... the, the authorial equivalent of killing someone in cold blood. That's it was so fucked up. He just was like, "Oh yeah, Admiral Akbar's dead." Yeah, who cares? Fuck you. Even though he would have been a, even though if you would have <laughs> given I agree. If you would have given him the role that Holdo had in this movie, it would have made it way more, more sense. It would have made it would have made way more sense and I don't think fans would hate like that, like, as you can you imagine, like Admiral Akbar saying, like, no, everyone else needs to get off the ship, and he's the one that's gonna do the. Yeah, he's. I'm on board with that. Fuck yeah. It's a trap. It's a tra oh, fucking great. Let him do it. Everyone's on board with Admiral Akbar. Agreed. Right. Like, it's just, they, here's the thing. In that this case. This is a social justice muppet I mean, that we got well, with fucking Holdo. Well, Holdo, Hold, here's the thing with Holdo. Holdo was a very clear example of writing a new character to fill a job that an old character would have done just fine. Just yep. perfectly fine. Yeah. We Absolutely. did not need Lardern in that movie whatsoever. I mean, n none of us were even thinking about Admiral Akbar. I mean, as far as... Right. A, after episode seven, like, as far as all of us knew, Admiral Akbar was gone. It was the end of the war. Right. He went back to Mon Calamari. Like, they introduced Admiral Akbar in, in this Force, movie. Right. Well, he was in The Force Awakens, too. Was he? Yeah, yep. he was oh, yeah. He was in The Force Awakens. He was uh, the, the fish guy on the same voice actor, but he passed away between these movies. And I was like, all right, so what are they going to do with um, – or maybe it was during filming of this film. But – Oh, give him a good send off. Give the character a badass send off. Fucking make him do the ship thing. Ah, right. Especially a, a, especially a character who's costumed. Like fuck. Right. They, I mean, you could have um, done anyone in there. I'm drawing a name blank on who played R2D2. Who, who Kenny did? Baker. Kenny Baker. Yeah. Kenny Baker passed away, but the fucking R2D2 still on yeah, screen. He's still, <laughs> there's a new guy in the fucking R2. Fucking uh, Peter Mayhew can't do the role anymore. But guess what? They fucking replaced him. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Like, oh, shit. All anyway, right. Like, all right. I, I, good, good, good vibes. Good vibes. So, okay. Well, I'm not going to get good vibes with this movie. I mean, I really, really, at this point, I think we're out of good vibes, man. Yeah, there's I mean, really... We, we've gone over all the stuff that we liked. Yeah, this is just going to be a negative... You uh, need to trash talk this thing now? Come uh, on. I, it's, it was just... It was the set... Here's the... Th well, well to, set, to set the stage here. The Force Awakens, uh, as much as I didn't like that movie, it gave us enough, and I said this in my video, gave us enough of a bedrock to build on. Right. You have a very generic film mm -hmm. that is just aping A New Hope. That's, okay, fine, I hated on that premise, but it, okay, well, at least you now have places for the characters to go. Mm -hmm. right. You could have done a time jump like you did between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back, you know, like a four-year period where these characters do some things. And that gives us enough believability that they the, get the fact better. that there was no time jump was the first thing that that's a that, huge that problem. Threw up my red that was yeah. the first red flag for me. That's a huge problem. When the problem. movie started two seconds after seven ended, that to me immediately was like, what, why? What? Why? why? Like, why haven't? Why hasn't some time passed? Like, yeah. There's no reason why they couldn't have actually had time pass. And then by the time we cut to to over to Ray and Luke. He's teaching her stuff, and Do you like he's feel not, he doesn't. He's not an embarrassment to his own character. And I'm sure. I'm sure we'll kind of get into this. Uh, things that we feel could have made this film better. But do you feel that if there would have been a larger span of time between the films, that uh, you know we could have it certainly uh, avoided would, some of this? It certainly oh, yeah. would not have destroyed my suspension of disbelief right at the right at the very of the beginning movie. of the film. Right, because you you're, you're already set up with okay, wait a minute. So only like. 
twenty four hours of yeah. Like you have that, you have that, you have the the whole like the whole space battle there, and I didn't even get to pay attention my first watch because I'm too busy trying to figure out what the fuck happens. Right. Yeah. Two. Yeah. It feels very jarring. You're well, like. Okay, so were this not not that there weren't other issues with that scene. I mean, I don't know if sure. they, I don't know like like the bombers that they had. Like I don't know if anybody told Ryan Johnson, but like you need like the, gravity, the gravity for bombs yeah. to fall. Yeah, that, none of that made well. I, I I said this in my video too. The physics in Star Wars have never made sense. So that's it's. Yeah. I'm fine with the physics still. Yeah, but I feel like up. it was more noticeable. But it was time. it was extremely noticeable. Exactly, it was very. In all the other movies, present. they did a really good job of making the fact that the physics didn't make right, sense. Right, because most people matter. don't know that if an explosion happens in space, that there's just there's no fire and all that there's stuff. no sound there's no sound whatever right. but like but like that we, we buy that right that, that just for whatever reason it just makes sense to right. us but like all of the fi the weird things in this movie that didn't make sense for whatever reason yeah this was the time that they were super noticeable yeah and it only took one payload of bombs one pit. Yeah, there I mean, were no shields on I'm, that ship. I'm telling you, they but got, there were shields on other ships. Well, they got this like they got this this pro ass. Gunship, man. I mean, yeah. this thing's like this thing's like twenty feet tall, yeah. and somehow it's knocking out seven thousand meter long fucking dreadnoughts. Well, like, apparently the free DLC um, where you play as Iden Versio um, as like the older woman and her and her daughter, their mission is like getting the quote unquote Death Star plans of figuring out how to take out the dreadnought and knowing exactly where to hit. So they do kind of cover. So again, it, it's explained in some tertiary media that's yep. not in the film. Okay, see, so the, the I, film here, here's, still sucks. Here, and, and my mind is like, listen, <laughs> any any plot point that needs to be established in Star Wars Battlefront Two, oh, right? Like gonna, if you're relying on your video gonna, game to explain your and, plot holes, and not only know that because here's what happened with Battlefront Two, which was that there was this group of people that were really hardcore Star Wars Star Wars fans. I am ashamed to admit that I did this because of how bad bad the game is that stood in line at midnight and we all got this new copy of the game. We were so excited about Battlefront. Mm -hmm. And then there were the people that were going to go get it the next day and didn't because they found out what the game Immediately, was. Immediately, yeah. Right. I mean, and there was so, an immediate backlash. So nine, probably nine out of ten people that would consider themselves a Star Wars fan don't, they, they didn't, I didn't buy nobody, it. They didn't catch the little reference to the compass that Luke got in Palpatine's right. thing. Like, I have no idea what you're talking I mean, about. There, there's, there, there were multiple plot points in Episode Eight that only made sense if you played Battlefront Two. All right, and That's, like you, like you said, we're not it, even talking the main story of Battlefront Two. We're talking the story after the main campaign. Right. <laughs> and let me, let me, I mean, like, let, let me, I'll give you an example. So, right at the beginning of uh, on Octo, mm -hmm. right when Luke goes into his little hut and he's like, "Go away," yeah, you know, he goes into his hut. There's this little object, yeah, the little there that, that, and that is a. In battle, you would not know this unless you had played the campaign for Battlefront Two. But that is a compass that was in like one of Palpatine's old vaults after he died, and it led to Octo. That's how Luke found it. You right. would not know that if you had not played Battlefront. See, yeah, <laughs> I never would have known that. Yeah, that's a, that, an entire plot point, which is it's it's sort of the question is it's bad. kind of frivolous. It's like how did he get here? How did he know about this place? What the fuck is Octo? Like, right, yeah. like we we knew nothing about this place. But I mean, and honestly. Only shred of, of, of exposition we got about it was in a video game nobody yeah. played. Yeah, but honestly, did, going into the last film, I never questioned as to how he found this location or whatever. It really didn't bother me. That was me too. A lot, I a lot really, of times when you read, fine. you read these extended universe things, like you get these little nuggets of information that answer things. And, and yeah. that's, you kind of get that for being a, such a hardcore fan that's to right. play But these, I think episode eight needs uh, your Your yes. every, your, your average Star Wars fan who just goes to see the new, the newest star wars film you know so they can bs around a water cooler uh with, you know yeah. with, about it doesn't really ask those questions or care right yeah sure. and I'll give they're you not that. our scum and villains and they're not you, they're not our fans right I'll, I'll give you that dave but let me let me throw something else at you though which is 
I, I've sort of said a couple times now already in this episode that I like 8 better than 1, 2, and 7. Okay. That being said, I feel that 1, 2, and 7 are more complete narratives in the sense that episode, I didn't walk away from episode 1. Feeling I would like, agree with like, that. I, I, I walked away from episode 1 thinking, wow, the pod racing scene was good and the rest was trash. Maybe uh, not episode 2. Episode but, 2 had a fuck ton of stupid plot hole. But, what about, what about the, the mall? But but the thing is, like, Cypher-Dyas. even, even, <laughs> uh, Cypher-Dyas. we never found out who, what's, what the deal is there. But like, it's in the Clone Wars. But that's yeah, the they thing. do cover them in Clone Wars. But the thing is, like, these, these things were, even, even without the little, those little details, like, the plot holes in those, they just weren't that bad. I mean, the narrative was still fairly complete. Episode 8 is nothing but plot holes. I agree. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Episode it, 8 it, is it's, a giant it, plot it's, hole. It has more going wrong for, than, for it than it does right compared to those movies, absolutely. Uh, I, I I liked, I still, I liked 7 more, but only because it was a more coherent film. It's, this is what I'm saying. Right. Like, the narrative was more coherent. Right, right. This movie was not as coherent. Because not again, you, you, just, you had all these problems with villains. And I said this in my video, but um, the, the, one of the main reasons you care about your, your heroes is because the villains are so intimidating. If you do not have or convincing villains, or yeah, if you don't have compelling, convincing villains, you do not have reason to care about the stakes for your, your heroes. If that's not there, then what they are doing, your narrative that you're trying to, to tell people, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. At that point. But, but what about Snoke? Right, like, Snoke, exactly. But, like, but what about Phasma? Right. Get out of my, get right. But what about Hux? Get out of my face with this shit. So let me, let me, break, let me break all this down None for you. None of that you. mattered. Yeah, let me, let me, seriously, let me, let me break all this down for you. In the original trilogy, we had Darth Vader, who is probably the most iconic villain in the history of cinema. Right. And then they introduced Palpatine, and then the original... The new trilogy, the prequels, it was just all about Palpatine. Yeah. And Palpatine and Vader are insanely compelling villains. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like everybody, well, Palpatine, everybody I would argue, say, initially wasn't, but he was but because he of the one. French. Yeah. Because and, and, of the and here's the thing: like everybody likes to say that the prequels were the movies about Anakin, but if you ask me, Anakin was just the main character in yeah. the trilogy that was about Palpatine. Yeah, absolutely. Right. It was all about Palpatine's rise to power, and so. Yeah. The, even though I don't particularly like the prequels as films, they work for me as a narrative because yeah. we have we have Palpatine guiding events and giving the whole thing meaning. Yes. In this, they give it. But here's what happened in this: is that in Episode Seven, they introduced a smorgasbord of of, of filler villains. They give us Kylo Ren, yep. who is just sissy Darth Vader. Yep. Kind of interesting now, but, only because of his but, tie to the Skywalkers. Right. And then they give you Hux, who's just a weird ginger twit that gets outsmarted yeah. by some asshole trolling him in front of the Dreadnought at the beginning of this movie. Yeah. Like, like, if you want to completely invalidate the any any intimidation factor of your villain, do that. Have do him, gags. Have him, have him on a gag moment with, yeah. with your pilot. Do can you asshole. hear me now jokes? Because yeah. that's the easiest way for me not to give a shit that's, about that's, your that's villain. That's the easiest way to take your villain from, oh, kind of interesting to I... And, and he had like a, an, an impressive Tarkin-esque character at first, and then it was it turned and then, into and this then they, they just, cartoon character. And then he just lampooned he spent all of episode eight tearing that down. Yeah. So now Hux isn't very interesting. Snoke was 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 just a was just a knockoff Palpatine. He was Walmart brand Palpatine. Right. And then they gave us no further. And do you information. feel like? And I, 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 someone else mentioned this before too, and I I think this is an interest, interesting discussion. That the reason why we have the the Snoke and uh, Kylo dynamic is because of the established constellation of villains that we've had 
in Star Wars before. Like oh, we yeah. have to have a Sith leader. We have to have the, the apprentice. Yeah, I mean, I think I think what I think what happened was they hired JJ for Episode Seven, and JJ was so scared of doing anything different and mm-hmm. making the movie bad that he just or Disney that, that that he just he copied Episode Four, and he yeah. thought to himself, "I need a master villain because Kylo is not the kind of right. character that can exist on his own." So he literally just looked at Palpatine and said, "I'll just make like a kind of fucked up knockoff of him." Yeah, and then Ryan Johnson, I think, rightly realized when he sat down to Episode. Eight, like, oh, the Snoke character sucks. Yeah, I they should shouldn't have. They I shouldn't should have, kill him off. Yeah, I agree. and and the thing is, like, you're right. I like the fact that Snoke died in this movie. I like that you killed him off. But you gotta tell us what the fuck is his deal. Well, yeah. You, like, don't... You can't let cell. us wonder for two years what his deal is and then just kill him off without telling us. Yeah. Like, that is yeah. being slapped in the Yeah, balls. but, I mean, and and I'm not the only one to fucking say this on the internet. It's like, we didn't know a whole lot about Palpatine going in, you know, in the original trilogy. Sure. But at the same time, like... You know, they didn't kill him off until the end of the fucking trilogy. He actually felt like a big master villain. Right. And the, honestly, the scene, like, the going really into mean. the throne room, like, when when uh, Snoke was like, take that ridiculous thing off, and, like, all the way up to, like, his death scene, I was yeah. all about Snoke. I, I was, was like, with, this guy yeah. is awesome. I thought he was I'm, great I'm, up until I'm the really, world. really digging this. And then they yeah. kill him. Mm-hmm. And, don't, and, and again, I like the death scene. I thought they, that scene was great. It, it worked so well for Kylo and Ray's... So I think arc. I would put that under probably one of the best things about the film. Quote unquote. Was, you know, as yeah. as but handicap as it puts the rest of the trilogy, um, you know, to it, me manage it just goes back to the fact that that Snoke is a carbon copy of, of Palpatine. So yep. it, it I don't I liked yeah, the scene was cool and I thought that Andy Serkis did a did a good job with Snoke. But I don't want to just see Palpatine too. Like, yeah. I want to see, I, I, if you're going to give me a, a new Master Sith, at least make him different from the last one. Hell, I thought I thought even just the uh, the Admiral on the Dreadnought was a pretty cool fucking villain, but they're not going to do anything good with him. No, they're not. He died immediately. So right, right. That's, that's, that's the problem, right? Captain you, Kennedy, I think his name was, and he just died immediately. If, if you do, if you're doing, you know, the, the Sith constellation as your, your villain set up, uh, you've got to make... The, the reason why Palpatine worked was because Vader worked already, and to f- realize that there was someone can pulling his strings, that was a pretty big deal. Yeah, I mean, we, this we potentially even, we even really, more dangerous. Thing. Exactly. The, we didn't even really meet Palpatine until halfway through Episode Six. Until Episode Six, right? But the thing is, like, by that point, we had spent two and a half movies being scared shitless of Vader, yeah, and Vader being built up as this ultimate bad guy. And then at the beginning, like, like at right, right towards the end of Episode Five, they kind of hint, like, oh, by the way, there's an Emperor, and Darth Vader bows to him. Yeah, like that. That alone foreshadowed his character. And then by the time Ian McDiarmid got in there, who's an amazing Shakespearean actor. Like that, there's yeah. no way Palpatine wasn't going to be a great character. Sure, but like with this, Andy Serkis, great actor. The people who did the CGI and Snoke, great. I mean, the guy's skull was caved in and he was still alive, so you made that convincing, guys. Yeah. But like, give me, give me a new, give me a new character. I don't want to just see Palpatine again mm-hmm. with less personality. Yeah. Well, you could have just done Kylo as as the central villain leading the First Order from the beginning of The Force Awakens, and that would have been convincing enough. Because then at least you have... He has the room, narratively speaking, to develop, to to own the, the villain stage. And you have his Tarkin, Hux, underneath of him. That's fine if you're going to... Again, if you're going to stick to the constellation of, of, of villains that you had in the established Star well, Wars canon... part of the problem with not having Snoke at all would be 
how did Kylo fall to the dark side? Well, again, but then you... Okay, so... Which is our issue. We need a Master Sith. It just shouldn't be Snoke. Right. I would have liked there to have been a Sith element, something that was convincing him. But again, and a future video that I'm going to do on my channel is going to be rewriting uh, The Force Awakens uh, in a convincing way and making <laughs> things like... The Knights of Ren matter. Thing, I, I was that was one of like, the biggest misses of this right. Like things about. like this. The, there's cool background stuff there that you can do, work with, but none of it. Actual. I, I figured. I figured that the Praetorian Guards were going to be the Knights. That's of Ren. what I thought, that, and which <laughs> I would have been totally on board with. And also, did they have to look so ridiculous? Like they looked like a bunch of they were to cups. sell action figures. Dude, I was. I, I was actually very. From the first screenshot I saw, I was totally disgusted with the look of them. But actually, they like, like seeing and them in action didn't really. Well, I thought it was okay. I think. I mean, I think people, again would have been better. It was to sell action figures. Right. Yeah. There's, Same thing. For, why do you have an executioner stormtrooper? Couldn't any of those other stormtroopers grabbed an axe and done it? Why no, do you have to how, do the like, whole like black? You gotta have a black thing. Yeah, sell a fucking. Well, action here's the figure. thing with with Finn being like so significant that he was this traitor. Like, do they really have that much cause to have? people assigned as executioners. Exactly. You because could have literally said, you kill him, and put a blaster I mean, to his head and do it. Why do we have an axe that does little... Like, that is just... Why? Well, I mean, you got a stormtrooper who's literally a fucking janitor. Right. And that's well, his whole also, arc is, fuck my manager. <laughs> I'm going to get into an epic fight with my manager. Listen, when it comes to stormtroopers... We had, in Episode 7, we had the greatest character in all of Star Wars, that Stormtrooper that fights Finn with the Electro Stick. That's right, 218. Listen, TR-8R, best yeah. Stormtrooper ever. 2199. Or whatever, I don't care. His name Go is TR-8R. <laughs> gotcha. So, um, <laughs> get it? Anyway. Yeah. Um, no, cool. Like, I, so, why don't you spell it out for the rest of this? Excuse the person. Well, see, see TR-8R, if you actually look at it <laughs> on paper and you just say it, it kind of looks like traitor. Oh. Yeah. You got that now, Dave? <laughs> oh, shit. As long as we're on the same page. It's a I'm big moment. Blo I'm blowing his mind, guys. Right, right. So that's that's really the thing, though, man. Like, if we want to talk, speaking of, I guess, while we're on the topic of executioner troopers and that little scene, that kind of ties into, that's sort of the end of the story arc that I hated that we kind of talked about. We haven't touched on this yet. Yeah. So the subplot with Rose, Finn, where they go to Canto Bite. Oh, yeah. God. And okay. Benicio Del Toro's ridiculous character. I actually thought his character was interesting because it was a little bit of gray to the to the galaxy, that element. I like that. But they didn't use him. He was well, completely underutilized. Yes, but yes, but he was also he was also ridiculous. Like Oh, sure. Like when you when you when you roll up into Canto Bite, which is yeah. this random casino planet that yeah. none of us have ever been to none, and, and and these two end up in prison with this character over a fucking parking ticket over a parking ticket on you're the telling beach. me you're gonna over, fucking tase me bro over a goddamn parking ticket um, yeah. to quote uh, to quote rick in episode one of rick and morty you have no idea what prison's like here <laughs> but um but no so so my thing with whatever what i don't remember what's the character's name who are we talking about? Benicio Del Toro. Oh, uh, DJ. DJ. It okay. stands for don't join. I'm wow. being dead serious. All right, all right. Wow. So, so, Kill me. so this. And his headband says don't join. Interesting. So this guy. <laughs> here, here's, here's, here's literally, here's literally what happened. It was like Rose and Finn were put in the cell and they, they like before he kind of like got up and inserted himself and said, yo, I'll do that shit. Like before he volunteered for the job, mm -hmm. they said 
they gave away no sensitive information. Yeah. They didn't use their they didn't use their names. They didn't say where they were from. Nothing. 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 All they said was, "We need a master code breaker." Yeah. And literally, this oh guy stands up and he says, "I'll get you into Snoke's boudoir." <laughs> like, how did you know they were trying to break into the supremacy? <laughs> what were you doing there? Like. Yeah. Come on, man. Like, in terms of just raw plot holes, like, I get that you want to have this stupid other pointless side storyline, but at the very least, try to keep that stupid side storyline isolated in a vacuum. Well, and I feel like the whole, her, that whole storyline was meant for Rose to be some sort of damn the man government bourgeoisie lens and the, When really the purpose of the character is to fill Disney's diversity quota. Well, that and to, uh, to <laughs> which is backfiring in their face, to put seats in air, uh, to put asses in seats in China. And that didn't work out very well because they just pulled them all today. So oh, <laughs> they pulled all of the Star Wars screenings in China. Ouch. Brutal. Today. Yeah. So do you know what? That's hilarious. You wasted this whole chunk of narrative in your film on a completely stupid plot. I'm trying to sell the film to Asians. On, yeah, essentially that. And, and here's the thing. The was, Asians that are Star Wars fans went and saw it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> if they're Star Wars if anyone was a Star Wars fan, if, they went to like, see like, and, and, and this is, and, and honestly, I think on the part of Disney, that is actually, that borders on racism. Like, oh, to, absolutely. To, to go to... Everyone's like, a total... To, to, to sit, Disney doing something racist? Well, <laughs> We thought they were done with that back when uh, Walt got frozen. But <laughs> right, right. but here's but no here's really the thing like somebody actually sat down and they, uh, someone on their marketing team and 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 said and nobody disagreed with them and said we want to market we want we want to increase our appeal to Asian people absolutely is the best way to do this put an Asian in your movie or yeah. is it to create a movie that would be appealing to people and show it to Asians right right yeah like. Well, it's and they, me. Done, <laughs> create seen, a good movie. I've seen some studies too where they say that like uh, the Asian markets they like to have representation or something like that. And sure, I, but I, of course. But if you do a bad character, that's going to be more offensive than anything. Yeah, I mean, at this point, they're never going to get an Asian person to watch one of their movies again with uh, that. I like, don't know. Into, I don't at, know about least, that. at least Star Wars. Like, <laughs> but but like, but I mean, they they went they went they achieved the opposite of what it seems like they wanted. Well, to. sure, I would get backfired. Absolutely. Like the, character, the character was nonsense. The character was useless. Her whole relationship with Finn felt super. Contrived. It was contrived. It was, it was so bad. They it's had bad. they had they they there are pieces of paper out there in a stack together that mm -hmm. have more chemistry than those two. <laughs> right. And that's the thing is, like, I was super on board with her character going into the film. Like, just because I, I was following her, the actress of her, like, on social media and stuff like that. And she was like, she's like a genuine, like, uh, like, happy to be in Star Wars fan. Oh, yeah. She seemed pretty legit. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but just like. Well, Every it, line she says. The, like, so was Christy Golden. Though. I don't. I don't. She was super excited to be in. But the I don't film. think right. her. I don't think she was a bad actress. I just think the character was really poorly written. Yeah. All the lines were really. It poorly was written. Yeah. Yeah. Her she, whole she, plot was dumb. She was a victim of Ryan Johnson not knowing when to put the damn pen down. Yeah. Like that's really, I mean, you know, or Disney again, or, forcing or, the hand, or, their hand or Disney. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, to be fair, we, we have no idea how much we of this is Ryan Johnson fucking it up and how much was Ryan Johnson had something good. And then Disney. Yeah. Fiddled with it a little bit. Yeah. Mark Hamill's been our only window into, uh, the fuckery that went on behind the scenes. And that's, you know, that's pretty much all we have to run on. And it doesn't seem great. No, <laughs> no. I mean, he was upfront about this film from, from the get go. And yeah. We went, we went this long and never said the words Luke Skywalker. Well, we're going to get to that. Okay. <laughs> did, did, have we really gone? We've what, not even almost, talked about Luke Skywalker. Almost an hour without talking about Luke. So let's so start with you. What did you like about Luke in this movie? I'm, I'm, I'm having trouble pulling something I enjoyed about Luke Skywalker. And so <laughs> I guess if anything that I liked about Luke Skywalker was um, his kind of change of heart because of uh, R2-D2's message. 
That was that, a, I thought that was a yeah, good. That was, that good, was, that was a good pull. That was a cute scene. Was a good um, scene. You know, I thought uh, seeing Yoda in this film and uh, basically like I also liked Yoda's moment. Yoda basically saying Force Ghosts can control weather, which is cool. <laughs> I, I was on board with that though. Eh. I, mean, I was even, okay with even the Clone Wars. There was Force, or I'm sorry, in Rebels, there's been yeah. Force creatures that can control weather and stuff. Yeah. So I'm like, whatever. Sure. Yeah. I mean, um, I'm, 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 it felt weird. I'm like, totally okay. Listen. I, I thought. I thought like the 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 whole lesson of Yoda saying, "Look, like even we have failed," and that. Kind oh of, sure. I thought that was. I it was on that. the nose. It was very much like we you know, we are what they become. I I, I like that line. Yoda's moment in that movie is fantastic. Right. Absolutely. But I he wasn't. You know, it was nostalgia bait more than anything. Right yeah, but, but I was actually okay with that. Right. Like, yeah. That was one of the that was one of the few scenes where they clearly did something to bait nostalgia, and yeah. I was fine with it. Yeah, I liked it. It was actually well handled. Yeah. On right? the whole, I liked like, it. Like I can handle. Like Yoda, listen, Yoda is the most powerful Jedi ever. If he wants to roll in as a ghost and like shoot some lightning at a tree, sure. let the little green guy do what he wants. Yeah. The you puppet know. looked pretty good too. Yeah. Actually, not. It was much better than the CGI nonsense. Oh, absolutely. The first um, yeah, Phantom Menace. But uh, they Cute. put a sour taste in my mouth with Luke Skywalker immediately, excuse me, immediately when he just tossed his father's lightsaber over his shoulder. Absolutely. Like what? A, what a fucking I, trash moment. Like I can, I can get on board of like Luke Skywalker having this fleeting moment and just like this act of desperation out of it, of pure instinct, even for a second to think about killing his nephew. But like, I can never believe that Luke Skywalker would take that lightsaber and throw it behind his back with such disrespect to not only his father, who was redeemed in his own eyes, mm-hmm. you know, but that being his like, first or, lightsaber. or to even, or to even exactly to have that handed to you by Obi Wan Kenobi, mm-hmm. to have that question where it was, it was where did of, you get this? Yeah. No, it was none of that. And that was another thing that we we as fans put so much speculation into, and it was a well, big we put spin value. in the we face. We still have for no a, idea where Maz got it for yeah. a stupid joke. Yeah, we put value into items like that because it's that's an heirloom. Literally, now it is an heirloom. It is something that's been passed on and, from generation to generation. And there was some very, I mean, to be fair, there was some very clear on the nose symbolism to that moment. Absolutely, was, it was that to mo- us. That, that, was to that moment, that moment was right. <laughs> yeah. Well, that and that's and I think that's the way that we all interpreted it. Yeah, that was to but us. But I think I think from Ryan Johnson's perspective, that moment was supposed to be his signal to us that this wasn't going to be your typical Star Wars movie, as in. In the trailer, when they had the line, this is not going to go the way that you think, like, yeah. that was true! <laughs> it was very true. It's just, it didn't go the way that I think in the way that I thought. So no one should be re- surprised by this reaction, then. Right. <laughs> now, and that's and that's really the thing, like, the lightsaber moment, I agree, was was really poorly handled. I think it was, he was awful. He was, trying to, he was trying to do something symbolic, and it just came across as a fuck you. Because I well, that that was the symbolism. The symbolism was fuck you, and I I hated that. I I absolutely that set the tone for the whole movie. And I will agree with you. Um, I think here's the thing for me with with Luke in this movie. In terms of things that I here's the only thing that I like about Luke in this movie is I I feel like the what happened to his character post episode six, like where to where he is now versus then that move that felt correct it just didn't feel good is Mm -hmm. the problem like luke i disagree but i'm interested to hear what you say i i think to me 
what happened to Luke after episode six and how he got to, to Octo, mm -hmm. that is the realization of what Yoda warned Obi-Wan about Luke being too old for the training and all this. Like Luke, here's, the Here, here's really the issue. I think Luke was always kind of a whiny character. He was a hero, but he was, he was sort of whiny. That was played up really heavily in Anakin, too okay. much even. But Luke was always sort of this whiny character. He was always sort of impulsive and emotional. And his big heroic moment was at the end of Episode Six when he refused the dark side and all this. Right. And I think, and I think that was carried through correctly. Like Luke, Luke's moral center never degraded really. So before, but, before this takes off, why do you think Luke is whiny? He he just he was always like, oh, it's just it just isn't fair. Bigs and all the other like he was always he was always that kid that was like too big for his. Bigs. So in Episode Four, oh yeah, before he joins the rebellion. Yes, he is not the man he would become. Absolutely. I but, agree with that. But by episode... But isn't that... But, but, the, isn't but that I don't think he's whining. Group? I'd say even by by the end of episode five, he earns it. But initially, Luke is this random hick from the middle of the desert. Right, that's initially. Way, that thinks way too much of himself. Yeah. And, I'll, and I'll give you all Wormy. that. Wormy. I'll give you all that. And I think Luke... Here's the problem. Is that I just... I don't... I plainly don't buy the idea that at the end of episode six, everything just magically works out. Luke starts a new Jedi Order and it's all good. To me, the fact that Luke fails feels real. Like, that feels like something that would happen. Like, real Great. people fail at stuff. Especially somebody like Luke... Buy that, has, it. ...that has no formal education in anything besides the Force. Sure. Who is... As we as he, who is a Skywalker, who mm -hmm. are people that are noted to be impulsive, power hungry, and all the other laundry list of qualities that apply to him, as well as Kylo and mm -hmm. Vader, right? It, it makes sense that he failed. It just didn't do the character justice. That's the problem. Okay, the problem I, can is, I can agree with that. What happened to Luke? Yeah, what happened to Luke made perfect sense to me. I just didn't like it. Okay, if that makes so sense for me. Sense to you. I, I absolutely hated the premise. I hated the, this idea that everything... Because here's... here's uh, I guess maybe this is like a spoiler for the video that I'm doing, right, rewriting The Force Awakens. I think you can have the, the New Republic be this thing that is not... It's not there yet, right? Even 30 years on from Return of the Jedi. It takes longer than 30 it's years to build it. Absolutely, and especially <laughs> a galaxy-spanning one. You've got to re redo basically 100 years of bullshit. Yeah. It took the Founding Fathers like 45 years to figure out America. <laughs> right? so. so you have to give us... So I'm fine with a galaxy in turmoil, and but I am not fine with this idea that Luke somehow has done this thing that has has wounded him so deeply, or he, he has fundamentally changed who he was in Return of the Jedi. If anything, I left Return of the Jedi with the impression that Luke now had closure to this huge aspect of his life, this driving narrative of Darth Vader and his father and what that meant for him as a Jedi. And now he could set himself on the path of writing the wrongs on a more grand, a grand scale. Things, the, the, the secondary uh, victims of Vader. Oh, believe me. When I went into Episode 7 fully expecting Luke to be this established background figure who would be in charge of the Jedi. And I wanted, in Return in The Force Awakens, for him to be going to that island for other reasons than just, I am... Fuck the, fuck the galaxy, things are bad, and yeah, I'm just going to be this whiny perception of Luke where I'm not going to own up to any responsibility, I'm going to go away, and no one will ever see me again, and somehow my sister still can't contact me. I mean, and that's that's part of the problem. Like, you just Jay, turn it off a light. You just turn it switch. off. Yeah. This really, this does get at the issue that comes in to the fact that they've had different directors for all these movies. It's like, J.J. clearly had something in mind for who Ray's parents were. Yeah. He clearly had something in mind for what Snoke's backstory was. He clearly mm -hmm. had something really... I mean, all episode seven, the whole movie was building up, why did Luke go to this planet? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? And then and then Ryan Johnson just comes in, says fuck it to the first two, and then to the last one, he's like, yeah, he went there to just hide. Yeah. 
Like, I, I would have loved that if he was actually building up another group of kids. Like, if you got there and he already had, like, 20 Jedi. Yeah, they were all, like... like and, they, and they just they just rolled in and fucking whipped Kylo's ass. Yeah. <laughs> like, that shit would have been awesome. That would have been so good. Yeah, Luke, Luke trying again without anyone finding out would have been a more compelling narrative for me than... Uh, I fucked up. I'm gonna go hide. Yeah, I mean, my guess was it's my guess was it was initially that I think he, I guessed that he was he had gone there to like explore some greater mystery of the force yeah. that might that would that would give a good reason to why Snoke was so desperate to find him. Sure, yeah, like it would have made a lot of sense if. Luke was going and looking for some secret of the light side, and yeah. Snoke knew what he was trying to find, which is why, like, which, and it somehow bore on where Snoke came from. Yeah. That would have been a very neat, nice way of tying that together, making Snoke an important character that actually yeah. meant something to the story. Yeah. Giving Luke, I know his weakness. Giving Luke a send off that didn't feel so so badly underdeserved. Right. Like, and and to, to kill him off on top of it all at the end of the movie when you've already killed off Han and Carrie Fisher is dead, like, like. Leia, it, it would have made a lot more sense for Leia to die in this movie and then Luke to be the main old guy yeah. in episode nine. You, you should, he should have been the actual mentor that Obi-Wan was or that uh, Yoda was leading into the next movie. You would have had... Because now you have been, to do a time jump. If they don't do a time jump now, I, I fucking... Yeah. And it's really... They, they have to do a time jump. You could have used living Luke to then... I don't know what new abilities she could possibly gain beyond the immaculate ability that she already has, but then train Rey. Properly, and that's and that's something I feel like we really missed out on that we were all looking forward to is like one of the things that I thought was really cool about the prequels, and which really made me love you and McGregor's portrayal of Obi Wan mm. was that in Episode One we got to see him as an apprentice, and yep. then in Episode Two and Three as a teacher. Yeah, we never got to see Luke as a teacher, and that's what I wanted. I yeah, we got I to agree. see Luke as the young man, as the hero. I wanted to see Luke get to have his moment as the mentor. Yeah, he should have. He should have. The character deserved, of from all of the the time and the energy that we that we as fans have spent on Star Wars, we deserved and Luke especially deserved. Mark Hamill deserved to have a moment of Luke as teacher as father. I completely we agree. We need we we should have gotten to see a a more complete vision of what his life was. Yeah, but we just didn't because. So did you like us, right? did you like anything about Luke in this movie? Like I said, I I. Did I like anything? No. Were there things that I thought were done correctly? Yes. Okay. If that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Well, I I am gonna uh, be an asshole and say there's nothing I liked about Luke in this movie. Yeah, that's totally um, fair. I'm not that far. off. The first scene that you see him in, he's he's milking some Dr. Seuss cow. And yeah, like hey, that's a good thing about uh, why Last Jedi is some nudity. I yeah, like why, the why weirdness we need because that's, that's how nipples. Like I like the weirdness in a way because it's very Star Wars. I just didn't like the context that it's Luke and this thing is just gives you this eye like while while Luke is milking. It was awkward. <laughs> it was fucking awkward. It was really it's awkward. I never so there was no laughter in my screening. I went nope. to the first screening of that day, and everyone's just no, like, was, what the. Yeah, I, I was actually, I actually, I remember, I remember we went, so opening night, me and Dave and Nicole and one of our friends went, and I remember, I, I actually, during that scene, for whatever reason, I like looked over at Nicole and she was just there like. Because <laughs> it was gross, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because like that, that, that's, that moment had no value other than no. being really gross. Nasty. Look at Luke being weird. Green, look at Luke at his green sea cow Yeah, milk. this is where he gets his sustenance. This is, this <laughs> is how he lives. This and, this is, this is his nonsensical fish. Let's watch him fish. Let's watch him fish with a big stick. Like, right. What? Because now he's Goku. Can can we just can, like, I mean, I know I know it's kind of it's been sort of played, but like really, can we can we just 
retcon out this one and then just have JJ direct episodes eight and nine. Yeah, <laughs> like, do a redo. Just just let him finish the trilogy he figured right. out. He he imagined Disney. I promise I'll go see it. And it, and I, and here's the thing: it might have just ended up literally being a complete rehash of four, five, and six. But I would take that over eight. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, maybe. I'd take. A, but then again, we don't know what movie we'd get. To be honest, right. it, it could be because again with JJ, I feel like he's not visionary enough to create something original, or that Disney is not letting him create something original enough. I agree. So yeah, I think I think Episode Nine is going to be a lot more cookie cookie cutter than this one was. Man, episode uh, Nine is going to be Star Wars by the numbers. Because the marketing, I felt like the in, last one, last two were Star Wars by the numbers, but in a the wrong ways. It was like well, I feel like I feel like seven definitely was. Yeah, eight, eight, for eight, sure. eight was. I didn't even eight. Eight was not Star Wars to me, other than that it had the name no. on it. I mean, it, it, it certainly didn't feel like a Star Wars movie. I thought no, but Episode Seven, Episode Seven was Star Wars by the numbers, and I fully expect Episode Nine oh, to follow a similar pattern. Because by the I think, number yeah. of seven, I, I think. Yeah. Well, I think that what's happened is that Disney has seen the blowback from eight, and basically they're now. I think one of two things is going to happen. They're either going to keep going the way that they're going and say fuck it to the fan, the existing fans, mm-hmm. which I doubt. Or they're gonna they're gonna say okay we get it you just want nostalgia bait and then they're just episode nine is gonna be super cookie cutter and and that's something that uh, I had to discuss with a lot of comments on my my videos this these people saying uh, or even that first video I did this comment that I read where it's this person saying people com- fans say this about uh, Force Awakens oh it's just the same shit this is dumb and then. Uh, Last Jedi comes out. This is too different. And that's not even the discussion that people yeah. are having. No one minds a new thing. Right. We mind bad new things. We mind If this thing is not good, then it deserves all the criticism that it gets. Right. There, there, people are acting like this thing is somehow beyond reproach because it's Star Wars. And 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 I'll get and, and honestly, that's a good a good point there because my favorite Star Wars movie of all time is Rogue One. I love Rogue One. Rogue One's good. Rogue One to it ca- me it, it castrates is, Luke, but it's it's uh, good. A little bit, but like that's not. I didn't care about that. Like okay. for me, Rogue One was just beautiful, pure two and a half hours of just Star Wars. It was a good movie. Like Rogue One was fantastic in mm-hmm. my mind. I agree. So, I liked and, it and more. It was, than... And it was so. It was. I think it was more different from the other, the previous uh, seven than yeah. eight is from the previous eight. Oh, for sure. Right. Like Rogue One is definitely more of an outlier than eight is. Yeah. And I like that though. Rogue One is not the hero's journey. Rogue One is a war movie. Exactly. Which is fine. Rogue One is a which, war movie. You know, that's good. I like. it's, it's good. It's fine. I like all it's that. It's pretty. And it, and it sort of goes to prove that it that clearly Disney can make Star Wars movies that are new and different and that yeah. we will like. Mm-hmm. And that right? well, that was Gareth Edwards. You know, he, he had a great vision for that film. Honestly, uh, I feel like at this point he's probably embarrassed that he came out with Nate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Especially because isn't he the guy that was like mm, salt. I think so. Was no, he, he was standing was next that? to him. No, he was, oh. he was standing right next to the salt Was that guy. Gareth Edwards? Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, I caught it at the first showing. I was like, oh, that's Gareth Edwards. Oh. <laughs> All right, so, I mean, we we, we uh, touched, I mean, just quick thoughts. Like, what was the most bad tasting in your mouth about the film? Just like a quick... What left the worst taste of yeah. Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker? For me. Yeah. That is number one. My like number what? one thing I hated about this movie was everything they did with that. And then secondary for me would be uh, Ray. Okay. I don't, did we even cover See, Ray? No. Not, there's not much to talk about. She's just this Mary Sue character. Yeah, she's a Mary Sue. Doesn't but matter. She did, she, she's boring me, as fuck. Who cares? The worst taste in my mouth was definitely the whole Canto Bite subplot. I was bare. Um, that was really bad. And and for and for me personally, it was because it was so political. 
It was. Mm-hmm. Like, it was. It that, was the whole much... the whole Canto Bite subline was ex- it was extremely political. It was extremely liberal. And look, if you're liberal and you're into that message and you really like those scenes, yeah, don't let fine. me steal away the love. Yeah, have your politics. But but, but it I first campy. I, I felt that like and here's the thing: even if the politics of those those scenes had been ones that I agreed with, I still would have disliked it if it was that overtly political. Because yeah, I, if it was a t- it was a very was 2017 political message yes. hidden in a movie that should have just been about Star Wars and fun. Yeah. I completely that's, agree. That's, that's where the worst taste in my mouth came from. Yeah, the, the plot holes. I want to say I like the movie, but then I have to make up theories to my own questions as to why this may have happened. Everything from, like, again, I don't like Luke, you know, I don't, you know, I thought the whole car chase, you know, oh, we if we stay out of this far range with them... Um, oh my god, that was so dumb. Yeah. That was really um, silly. The, the whole Canto bite thing. Because that's, that's also not how space works. The yeah. whole, <laughs> the whole like, uh, like horse racing ordeal that we covered with Which Rose. could have been pod racing and that would have been sweet. Yeah, I, that would have been cool. I was so sure yeah. that that was going to be a pod racing. That's what I thought too. And I would have loved that. But nope. But it had Last to be, Guardian weird, horses. Had to be weird, stupid cow yeah. monsters. <laughs> Speak, oh, yeah, and uh, and quick quick insert while we're on the topic of bad physics. I want to know how the First Order got their laser cannons to arc. Oh, yeah, they were arcing over onto this you know thing that apparently has infinite shields, uh, but uh, they somehow can't catch up. And I said this in my video, too. You have all of these other perfectly, if, if size is the issue, get your smaller Star Destroyers to go up there. Why can't... How? What is the the measure of your force? Can or, you not or just send out warp like four thousand Tie Fighters, like or that, or like warp in other capital ships in front of them to yeah, block just, them just, off? Just with? just have your started one of your star destroyers go off to the side, hyperspace like a hundred feet that way, and you're good. It was so like, dumb. There were a million million ways, and that that's general, anchoring the whole yeah, film. There was a million million ways that the main storyline could have been resolved in a way other than it was, and almost all of it can be chalked up to Hux was just that incompetent. Yeah, mm-hmm. Hux is the most incompetent military leader in history. Right, because bad guys are just silly, and they're. I they're mean, just, there you know, there was there was actually a a. This actually happened. Like, sometime, I think it was, like, the 1800s. Like, part of the Austrian army encountered another part of the Austrian army. They fought, and there were, like, 20,000 casualties. Oh, my God. Okay? General Hux is more incompetent than those than those commanders. Good Lord. Seriously. Yeah. He... That's pretty pretty telling. How? 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 He would... Listen, Snoke was well within his rights to choke that bitch to death oh, at yeah. the very beginning of the movie. So, uh, it's a general sense is that not only just our opinions, but... A majority of the opinions are that the majority of fans, fans, do not like this movie. And that we see that online a lot. And there are some critics. I mean, I, I don't know what your comments per se on your videos look like. Oh, they've all been vastly much in favor of my commentary as opposed. Right. But so. but there are people out there who, I mean, granted, like, there were prequel defenders out there. And, I mean, me growing up with the prequels, like... I didn't fucking know any better kind sure. of deal until I saw the original trilogy and I was like, oh, this is, you know, and I've seen like, it a few times. I'm like, oh, I like these a lot. Yeah, better. like when episode two came out, I was, I don't know, like 11. Like I thought the movie, I thought episode two was awesome when I first saw it. Right. Because mm-hmm. I just saw the cool Geonosis battle at the end and I forgot about the first two hours. Right. You know, yeah. as, well, an, adult, as no, an adult now, I can't forget about the first two hours. I actually fell asleep on my second viewing. I, I, I remember seeing it once on opening night and I went to see it with my uncle the next time and I fell asleep. That's crazy. Yeah. But at least I didn't fall asleep during any of my episode. <laughs> there, there are people who um, basically are throwing stones at the people who don't like the Last Jedi. And are oh saying, yeah, if you don't toe the line, you're, you're a pariah, apparently. 
<laughs> so, so and, and here's the question that I have, because, you know, I'm, I'm not nearly as connected to the community as the two of you. Like, what are people's arguments in favor of this being the best one? Like, Honestly, they're not very fleshed out arguments. A, lo a lot of the stuff that I've what found... What have you really seen out there? Much, much like even just my discussion here at the table of like, I like this, but <laughs> I've had to make up my own theories as to why I like this. Right. Like, it's not... Yeah, it's yeah. not like fleshed. You don't out. have academic responses exactly. in favor of this film. Mm -hmm. You you have a lot of uh, emotional response to yes. it, and that's fine. And I, I've said that on uh, on my videos too. Like it's fine if you like these movies, but you objectively they are they're, they're bad movies. Mm -hmm. These are just bad movies yeah, from yeah. every measure of, of storytelling, from from how you do cinema. It, it's a bad film. Yeah, people, I mean, listen, like, anybody that's listening now, if, if you have seen The Last Jedi five, six, seven times and you still love it, Hey, good for you. Don't good for yeah. you. Do not let us like listen to what we're saying. Unsubscribe. Think, unsubscribe. think that we're stupid. Unsubscribe. Whatever. But yeah. like, good. You know, good for you. But I, I, I cannot, to my mind, see how you could convince yourself that these films are good without right. doing a lot of mental gymnastics. There's a lot. Yeah, you've you've really got to. Uh... But there's but there's people out there who love these films, and again, good for them. But for them to look at people like you Jim like you Cole and say you're not a true Star Wars oh yeah fan. it's it, yeah the no true Scotsman fallacy you, you've got people who say and and again I don't I try not to uh, to to reciprocate that to be hypocritical hypocritical and say that these people are not true Star Wars fans because I think a Star Wars fan what is a Star Wars fan a Star Wars fan is just someone who Star, likes the yeah. property Star Wars fans can I mean their Star Wars fans can be anything there right are, there are Star Wars fans out there that are more hardcore than half the people I've met right who are Far more hardcore more than convinced me convinced that the prequels are the best ones right there's a there's a whole Reddit dedicated to this, which is insane. Pre prequel memes, check it out. They're pretty funny. <laughs> Never heard um, of them. Listen, the original the, the 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 prequel trilogy is just a giant three movie farm for memes. Yes, that's all it is. Well, it really is. Um, <laughs> it's it's prime but, shit but, posting. You know, certainly when it, when it comes to like being a fan of Star Wars, I mean, I'm I I will go, you know I'll go out and openly admit that I enjoy the the sci-fi culture that has cropped up around Star Wars a lot more than the franchise itself. Okay. Like I I religiously every single year for anybody anybody out there any of the fans of of the show who if you're familiar with the lightsaber choreography contest um, I know it's it's not as big as it used to be. Like people, everybody used to know about it, and mm -hmm. like now it's like kind of less common. They yeah. still do it. They had a school for it. You should uh, you should check it out re if you haven't recently. It's still the same website LCC. And I love those. Every single year, I religiously watch all of those videos. There's oh, wow. something to me about independent YouTube creators just going out and making a lightsaber video. Yeah. Where, to, for whatever reason, that to me is more appealing than the actual Star Wars franchise. Sure. Every, uh, you know, I'm not, that doesn't mean that I'm not a Star Wars fan. I just think different people have different elements that they're attracted I, and to. And that's where I'm going with that. Yeah, you have these different camps and you can have a lot of people who encompass multiple. You can have a big Venn diagram of people who like this thing for similar reasons. But I think what, in terms of people who are defending the film versus um, people who hate the film, the people who are defending the film, most of their defense is simply telling people who don't like it that uh, they're, they're, they care too much. Do yeah. you think or, that, suck it up. Do you think or, that yeah. maybe, do you think that there's some, there's sort of some level on which the, the kind of, almost the sort of thinking that has created this political climate we have no. now has gone into it in the sure. sense that if I don't like this movie, I'm a bad Star Wars fan. Right. And that they then project that on other people. It's projection. Do you think yeah. that there's maybe, that, that maybe that's what's going on is that, and, and again, this is not to count out that there might be some people out there that genuinely enjoyed this movie. Mm -hmm. 
but that the, the people there, I think that there's probably a large amount of people out there who, who say that they like the movie where what they've really done is they've managed to convince themselves because it has a female because, lead or, because it's got all these, these, these progressive right, elements. Right. To and them. because sure. to them, because to them, there's this feeling that if I actually, I think if, and this is why when I first went and saw it, I like tried so hard to convince myself I didn't hate it. Yeah. Like I left the theater and I hated it then, but I was trying really hard not to admit it. I, like, yeah. it wasn't until, like, halfway home that I finally said, fuck, that movie was terrible. Oh, yeah. The like, refrigerator effect and there, hit and that, me, that, too. And that, like, 20-minute 20 20 period where I was just trying to rationalize it to myself. And that was the argument that I was using in my mind. It's like, if I don't like this movie, I'm not a Star Wars fan. <laughs> like, I, I just thought to myself, like, I can't I, I can't not like it. And for some reason, mm. it, like, the fact that I hated the prequels just never came into that. Because I thought of this, like, this is an actual Star Wars movie. Yeah. The prequels, we can, we can ignore those, right? This is... This this is where Star Wars is going. This is the future of the, the franchise. Right. You know, and there was some element on which I thought to myself, like, if, if this is the future of the franchise and I don't like it, then I'm not a Star Wars fan. And I guess maybe. But what it really is, is I'm a fan of the original trilogy. Yeah. There are elements of the prequels I like. There's elements of the sequels that I like. Yeah. But but at the end of the day, like, my, fa my, 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 my relationship with Star Wars is essentially... I'm a huge sci-fi nerd, sure. and I got into sci-fi because of Star Wars. So mm -hmm. even though there's other sci-fi properties that I like better, mm -hmm. not to say that blasphemy on this channel, <laughs> Star Wars will always hold a special place in my heart because yeah. it's the way that I, I discovered that lasers are cool. Yeah. Right. You know, so so there's that there's that element to it. And I think for me at least, when it when it comes to why I dislike this movie so much, I think a lot of it really does have to do with the fact that in addition to being a bad movie, it just it just so badly mishandled. Yeah. My, it, it didn't ruin my childhood. It mishandled my childhood. It did, exactly. Yeah, you, you gave this thing uh, the ball metaphorically to they someone dropped. you cared about, and they were like, well, I'm just going to leave it in a hot car for 10 hours. So <laughs> it really, you, it, you, you, you have this situation where you have a group of, of what I consider legacy fans. 10 hours you know, is a lot of yeah. time for a baby. Uh, I guess technically we'll be on the nose and take three hours. Uh, but you, you've got, you've got uh, p legacy fans like myself who, who grew up with the original trilogy. Uh, and I, I remember vividly when the, the, the Phantom Menace came out. And this is a, was another point that we were going to touch on, like the comparison of uh, then to now to the from prequel release to this it's very similar mm -hmm. you have a group of people who are finding ways to love it whereas you have other people who plainly state these are the problems with it mm -hmm. and i think if you have to dig hard and deep and pretend there's some subtext or this subversive subversive message i, I think you you are lying to yourself mm -hmm. you, you are denying the the realities of storytelling and this movie I think Did, I think if you have to if you have to look for something to love, yeah, then that might be the red flag. That's a red flag. That's a huge red flag. I mean, yeah. to me, I didn't need to look for a reason to like the original trilogy. The original trilogy was just cool. Yeah. It was just it was cool. It was space. It worked. Stuff. Everything clicked. It was it was succinct. Yeah. Everything made sense. The, original, for the, most the part. original trilogy, I mean, especially by today's standards, like the storytelling in the original Hades. trilogy was insanely simplistic. Yeah. It was insanely on the nose. All of the there were very few characters. They it was were archetypal. It was it was super archetypal, and yeah. yet those are our favorites. Yeah. And I think it simply has to do with the fact that that it was very uncompromising. It was three movies of mm. porn for sci-fi nerds. Yeah. Well, but you not have actually porn. Bring, and look at the greater problem with this film too: is that you have heroes that do not get, they don't have room, and they do, they're not given plots to develop. 
Ray is if she's constantly able to overcome any challenge coming her way, then you don't you never worry about her. So anytime she's in a situation, you're not gonna feel tension. Yeah, there's, you're not there's gonna not, worry. There's not been one scene with Ray in it thus far where I have thought to myself like, ooh, she can how are they here? Or or or, or, or even just like, ooh, how are they gonna get through this one? Right, right. Like. The answer, never any. Of I never. I never had that moment because. Well, what about my, the wall of rock? <laughs> she she lifted it with her mind. Right, but she but, had the Harry Potter mirror. But it's the, but uh, like but seriously, like, I thought pilot. the same thing. Yeah, it's, I, I I remember thinking to myself like there there was no moment where I thought oh how's she going to get out of this one? My brain always immediately answered that question with oh I don't know she'll wave her hands and something will happen. Yeah, like <laughs> ser- seriously, Absolutely. Though, that is what Ray does. Ray gets yeah. into Ray gets into a dangerous situation. She goes. That's lucky. She goes. <laughs> and then the force fixes it. Yeah, like she is. She is the most horribly uninteresting character. That and that's that's the biggest. I think the the nail in the coffin there. Uninteresting is that you I don't care you about can, her. You and, and and that's the point. Is like you can have a you can have a a a bad movie yeah that still resonates with people absolutely yeah but you cannot have a movie that resonates with people if the protagonist is bad yeah or the villains if your villains are not convincing enough then i'm not worried about her getting in trouble honestly that's a part of the problem is like they don't make circular kylo makes a compelling foil for her but not a compelling villain right and none of the other villain villains are compelling at all right she has no one to to i mean she might as well have walked into snoke's throne room and said get out of my seat right and uh, and getting back to the stakes, uh, I, I said that I kind of alluded to this in one of my videos too. The you have to, so we have we we have to believe that this rebellion is somehow this minuscule element in the galaxy. They don't answer Leia's call for help, so the, they have to be there, extremely there is, there small. Is, there is literally and there are so few members of the rebellion left that they all fit on the Falcon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's pretty accurate. <laughs> that is where we've left off. That's pretty accurate. If the next, if Episode Nine doesn't pick up like ten years later, and here's fucked. and here's the, the the counterpart to that, the 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 First Order must also be equally tiny. So in this the scope of the galaxy, yeah. you basically have you know two guilds. That are fighting against each Pretty other. Pretty much. And that is, that's not compelling enough for me as a stake with the Emperor. I yeah, why doesn't like he owned it all? Why don't why don't like one or two leaders of planets get together and say, yo, why don't we run this shit? Yeah, Especially they, like they would mention like, like the they have, hut. Yeah. Oh, like the huts would do that. Yeah, yeah, because after after Admiral uh, Holdo's big move, like what the first order has like what, two ships left? Yeah. <laughs> like that, they, that they, have, they have two and the rebels have the Falcon. So the rebels are gonna win because that thing can't be destroyed. Yeah. It has, well, it has it plot is, armor. It has, it has, the Millennium Falcon has more plot armor yeah. than any object or character in the history of narrative. Yeah. Apparently Luke's light, lightsaber didn't. Luke's lightsaber did not have plot armor. Oh, someone tells me that's going to get fixed too, though. Oh, yeah, probably. Oh, it'll be reforged. Or, what, no, what, you know, here's, here's what's going to She'll gonna finally happen. get her double-bladed no, lightsaber. No, what's, what's going to happen is I think, I think Rey is going to, like, go back to Octo and she's just going to find the green one. Probably. If, you had to, if, if I had to guess. Because, honestly, in terms of just, like visual design with the costume and the colors palette they went with. Yeah, it's a Qui-Gon look. It would, it would go better with green. Yeah. yeah especially with how heavy she is. And... Uh, more of a consular than she is like a guardian, absolutely. But yeah. that's getting pretty fucking dirty here. Yeah. That's well, a... the, the old well, world republic. Cal- calm down there, Pablo. Yeah. <laughs> calm down, Mr. Hidalgo. Um, yeah, man, I mean, that's... <sighs> so the stakes aren't there. So I don't believe in anything that happens to the main characters. Um, but yeah, back to the, the what was the meta discussion we were having about fans... The uh, a large, uh, by and far and large, I think a lot of the the fandom is against this movie, 
than they are for it. Oh, clearly. I agree. I mean, clearly. just just the, the sheer... Unless, like, the people that dislike this movie are being a lot more vocal than the people that do on internet forums. I, I, I don't get that sense, I don't, though, I don't, because I feel like I, I, everybody I I've talked to has told me they didn't like it. Same here. It's just like even normies that I work with. Well, actually, like, actually, that's that's not. Why'd you point at me? That's no. not. That's not. That's not strictly <laughs> not true. You. So, so in the office that I work in, there are there are four guys besides me that are really into Star Wars that I know of. Yeah. And of those four, one of them really liked it, and the other three hated it. And the okay. one, and the funny thing is, the one that really liked it, I kind of asked him. I was like, dude, but what about this, this, and this? And he was like, he's like, I don't know. It was a Star Wars movie. I would See, not yeah. have fun. They default to this. It's right. some it's, kids there was, movie. There was, there was no, there was no actual. There was it, when it, when I asked him, there was no argument there. It was just I ood, I odd. It was a Star Wars movie. I had fun. Yeah. Like if and if that if that's the best that we can ask of our Star Wars, like okay, but yeah. but I'm not gonna. Here's the thing, like you're. I don't know if I'm gonna wait. If I'm gonna go to the the first showing for nine. I feel like yeah. I, feel I don't know if I care. very disincentivized to do I don't, that. I don't know if I care enough. Now. Yeah. See, and that's, that's the problem. That goes back to that question we were talking about. Are you a Star Wars fan? And honestly, I say as long as you go back, but it, it could go either way. If you go to see the next film, you're a Star Wars fan. Yeah. If you care so much about these films that you say, you know what? I'm not gonna go see this next one. You're still a Star yeah. Wars fan. I agree. Well. You know, because you know what's you, sort of interesting. I don't think anything pedestal. disqualifies you from being that. Right. I think so. I, you know, and that made me think of something. Is is when you think about Star Wars, is is what Disney is clearly doing, which is that they're they're taking something that has that was sort of immortalized as this great pop culture icon, and mm. they're trying to by basically bringing by by basically bringing it back. What they're essentially trying to do is is remonetize it. They're trying to recommodify it. Sure. And when you look at Star Wars not as a great fandom or a great mythos, but instead as a commodity, mm -hmm. then then the question actually reverses completely. It's not, we don't need to make an effort to be Star Wars fans. They need to make an effort to keep our fandom. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's, that's a good way to put that. This, it is on Disney, not on us, to make Star Wars work. Yeah. Okay? They're, listen, we're the, we are paying for these movies to be made. They're yeah. the ones getting paid to make them. It yeah. is their job to make them good. It yeah. is not our job to make them good. So, Love it. Love it. So that's that's really the way that I look at things, is at the end of the day, it, it's not a question of am I a Star Wars fan or not. It's, it's is Disney earning my money with this? Yeah, absolutely. And honestly I like, feel like a lot of franchises are in that kind of position that's that point like I think I think what here's what, what's what's probably gonna happen is like when episode 9 comes out and like Han Solo and all that I'm probably gonna end up at the midnight showing because I think Dave's already bought the tickets even though it's like three years out <laughs> not available but yeah I will but buy your like tickets. like I'm gonna end up at the early at the first showings because I'll be there with Dave sure but if it wasn't for the fact Hold that, in my hand. that if it wasn't for the fact that we're we're, we're doing I, this, I get this, this channel this podcast like no. after eight I just I don't know if I would care enough to go like I would probably still see them in theaters oh yeah but I'll I might I, I'd probably I'd wait a week or two yeah but so. I'm not yeah I'll probably wait till the discount Tuesday maybe I'll, I'll oh for I, sure you know like not giving them the, the full dollar but enough to meet to see what you know new so, so if you would out. like to co-host for the cocky cockpit please send your resume to <laughs> cockycockpit <laughs> at gmail.com <laughs> or or and and comment on this below. So if you want us to just kind of switch direction and make this all about Rick and Morty, because I'm telling you, <laughs> switch to pure Rick and Morty, <laughs> pure Rick and Morty channel. Um, actually, there, there's, there's the white guys of have already pretty much done that, Fine. so that's, uh, that's, that's sort of taken. But, but like, yeah. but that's really, that's I think mm -hmm. more what we're getting at is like it's just this, it's just this feeling of, of let Disney has let us down in a way that Lucasfilm never did. I wouldn't say. I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Prequels no, and, really let no, me down, no, no, man. No, 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 no. <laughs> and, and, and let me let me explain that because clearly Lucasfilm let us down with the prequels. Yeah. But when I, what, the important part of what I said was 
Disney has let us down in a way that Lu- in a way that Lucasfilm had never done, mm. right? In that Lucasfilm, they they made some bad movies with one, two, and three, but like yeah. it was all it still st- felt like Star Wars. It was all still Star Wars, yeah. right? Disney Disney is has managed to do the impossible, which is I thought anyway, which is create a Star Wars movie that to me didn't feel like Star Wars. Yeah, I never thought that I would see the day that a Star Wars movie wouldn't feel like Star Wars. And here we are. Yeah, because it, it didn't. It, this movie did not feel like Star Wars. It, it didn't. It, it, it did on the superficial level because you had X wings and, and tie fighters and X wings and, and ties yeah. and lightsabers. Yeah, Luke. But superficially, it was but Star Wars. Very superficially, but like when it literally, when you get just below the surface, it quickly becomes clear that this is just a very sort of vaguely Marvel esque kind kind yeah. it's of too Marvel. PG thirteen space movie. Yeah, it's it's too. Uh, we didn't even discuss all the the forced humor in this film. Oh God! It, there was to, a lot to me, it felt like there were just. It, although Jar Jar wasn't specifically there, he was there in spirit. Like you, the Porgs, I detest. Like it's it's the Ewoks all over again for me. Yep. Did we, like, like I I hate it, like, I hate them. Some of it was so over the top. Like because it was over. Did the we top. really need that dumb little shot where Chewie's about to eat it and the little Porgs like? It's emoting like a cartoon. Like like fucking kill me. Like, 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 it was so stupid. That was beyond dumb. The Porgs were really bad. They were so bad. Am I the only in person... That middle, in the middle of... Uh, so you're about to get, have this, this altercation with Snoke, right? And she tries to pull the lightsaber off of his chair, and it comes winging around, and he grabs it and smacks her in the head with it. So we get a fucking... We get a, a slapstick actually, moment in the middle of that. I actually kind of liked that bit. Oh, I hated that. I thought, it was, I thought it worked because Snoke was using it to, like, prove that she was nothing. I, yeah, Although, I get Although, literally that. 20 seconds later, he got cut in half. But so. it's like, there are moments when I want tension to be cut, and there are moments when I don't. And I, I felt like it. that moment was just, like... It, it, it kept like being the roller coasters going down the thing and it's stopping and then going and then it was Agreed. really weird. And, and actually, and this is this is sort of I, I get I think I get why Disney tried to do that, which is that with with Marvel, yeah, Hollywood seems to have found the formula yeah. for making Last to action ratios. Seriously, like they they seem to have <laughs> they seem to have like discovered the formula for how to make. A superhero box office hit. Like they can yeah. just they can just churn out a movie, put very little thought into it, yeah. and as long as it hits the basic points, it, it's like that. And one of them, one of those basic points, thanks to Joss Whedon, no. is the Avengers slash Guardians of the Galaxy style of constantly breaking the tension. Yeah, which is which works fine in a superhero movie. Yeah, I think it works. But fine it's not it. Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> it, it yeah it feels too awkward. It's never what Star Wars was. It's never what it was. If you're doing a to be. space opera. You know, or a soap opera in space, as George Lucas likes to say. Uh, if if you're doing something like that, and you want to believe the 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 seriousness of a situation, then you can't always sit there and, and constantly cut tension. With yeah, it's hard. Like it's, it's hard for me to buy. It's hard for me to buy the stakes when you open when the first dialogue exchange of the movie is. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? I can hear. Can you? I, I actually liked there? that joke. I'm not even. And gonna, oh. and it, well, and I felt I felt the same way about the beginning of episode seven. Like the first real dialogue that we got between heroes and villains was so. Who talks first? Do you, do you talk, talk first? first? Do I talk, talk first? Like fuck Poe. That I felt like that weird. Fuck that. Like fuck Poe. <laughs> honestly, like like this 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 ridiculous character. Like so it's, random. And it's, and it's mostly Paul. So random. Like, like Finn Finn is a lot of comic relief in other ways. Like he's a lot yeah. more of like the stumbling idiot. Yeah, he's really slapstick. But yeah. Poe is Poe is like the the funny one line. Guy, yeah. and that's the shit that really kills it for me. Yeah, like it that the, the, Poe Poe should have been a Marvel character, not a Star Wars. He character. did feel like a Marvel character. 
completely. Very one-dimensional one at that. He could. I, mean, I am a pilot. He could have been. He could have been like some hotshot mercenary pilot that the Guardians met in Guardians Three. Right. Like could have totally been. Yeah. He, supplanted. He didn't, and... he didn't need to be a Star Wars character. And and like as we've already said, like his role in this movie was ridiculous. Like why on earth? Did we could have we could have avoided the whole Canto Bite subplot if if Holda had just pulled him aside and said, "Hey, hot shot, oh yeah, that planet." Yeah, uh, it's this. It was the stupidest, most nonsensical uh, plot thread for a organization that is trying to defeat this apparently a super oppressive First Order. But you're not going to tell your best pilot the plot. You're going to yep. lock him into yep. a fucking closet and then have. Oh, I'm sorry. They go on other adventures, and then hundreds you, of other are you, soldiers Are die. you not, not a commander anymore? Okay, then something, shut the fuck up. You know, it's and also, how, I don't else. buy that he's never seen her before. Yeah. I don't buy that he never walked across her Especially on the entire ship. She's the one in the pink yeah, purple I mean, hair. There's, what, like 20 of you? 25? <laughs> like, how like, many are Yeah. How many of you are there on this ship? She, she literally she, looks she, she like... Ha- she happens to live in the part of the cruiser that Poe's yeah. never been to. It's, it's like if Mon Mothma found Tumblr. Like, that is what that is exactly what she looks like. How do you not know who that is? Or never, never crossed paths. I mean, he knows, oh, you mean that one who did the battle? Yeah, like, okay. Yeah, you've, heard, you've heard of her, but you don't know what she looks but like. But you don't know what she looks like? When Come there's, on, again, man. maybe 25 of you. Like, it, so at stupid. the beginning of the movie, there's like 20 rebels. At the end, there's like four. It's, uh, and, and you know what? Something you just said about the First Order that, that just, just occurred to me. The Empire was never as scary as the First Order are in Episode Eight. Like, they never achieved that level of control or that level of military power. Like, the First Order is supposed to be this, like, splinter faction that's what's left of the Empire. Yeah. And, like, they just roll into Episode Seven with a goddamn death planet. Oh, yeah. And, like, now they have a 60-mile-wide Super Star Destroyer. And right. they have the resources to make these giant, these like two thousand meter long star destroyers that are better than the old imperial style ones. Right. And they have like they've managed to perfect the stormtrooper program mm-hmm. to where like there's there's no dissension in the ranks. I mean, they are they are the scariest, most Nazi esque villains ever. They are way scarier than the Empire was. Yeah. How yeah. they're they're this tiny little splinter. That's my thing. Is yeah, they they, they they none of it feels earned. It, not at all. Agreed. Absolutely not. I mean, you know, that whole bit on Cantabite of like, oh, they're selling to the First Order, like they mined our planet and sold it and all, it's like, it's, how, did, how, how, where did they come from? Yeah. But yeah, guys, that's just our thoughts on The Last Jedi. <laughs> and not all of them either. Not all of no. them. First off, thank you, Heathen James, for coming and joining us on the channel and on this discussion of The Last Jedi. Uh, be sure me. to go check Good out you, his channel. Thank you. You can check him out just by typing in Heathen James under uh, YouTube, as well as there's any. Is there anywhere else they can follow you? Like I said, yeah, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, I'm a, all the normal places. All the norms. Yeah. He's all the places we are. You I'm can all, check out all, all the links below in the description. But thank you to the fans, again, the Scum and Villainy, for checking us out. Make sure to show some love, hit that like button, and comment below with your thoughts on The Last Jedi, guys. We'd love to hear them and love to join in on the discussion with that. Um, you can also check us out on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, but you can also check out the brand new website, cockycockpit.com. Oh, it's for, cool. It's it, cool. I'm glad you guys like it. Mobile version's awesome. <laughs> check it out on your, uh, your yeah, it looks uh, good. magic rectangle that you keep in your pocket. Yeah. But until next time, guys, may the force be with you. Stay cocky. Live long and prosper. <laughs> <laughs>